Okay, so welcome back to Cracks in Postmodernity with our special guest, Vitali Lopez. Who are you? Tell us about yourself. Yay! Hi! Um, what I can say, let me see. Um, Where are you from? I'm from Dominican Republic. I moved when I was 15 or 17 to St. Croix, U.S. Virgin Islands. From mm-hmm. there to Puerto Rico and then from Puerto Rico to here, to New York. All around the world. All around the world. Basically, right now I'm doing my master's degree in fine art. Um, yeah, I love communication. Part of my um, degree formation in Puerto Rico was additional concentration in radio and TV in art. And, um, yeah, like, um, that's about it. That's what I can say. So why do you make art? What does it mean to you? Wow, why make art? I think this is something that follows you. Like, Mm -hmm. I cannot, like, run away from that. Like, it's something that is Mm. inside of me, you know? Like, I remember, like... When I was 13, 14, this period of teenager when you are you and you don't want to do, like, drawing, like, yeah. uh, you want to have your personality and have your boyfriends and whatever. I stopped. <laughs> I stopped. But then, for some reason, I'm back to it when I was 18. And this is something that I cannot, like, control. Like, I cannot say, I'm not going to paint today. I'm going to take a pen and I'm just going to scratch it. So, I think it's more deep than tell you why or why I like it. Because some people think that I like art. But I do art. You know the difference between I do something yeah. of like I like something. It's mm. not something. Yeah, it's like art likes you. Wow, art pursues you. Yeah, <laughs> damn, it's deep. But yeah, in a yeah. kind of way, in a kind of way, and it's like um, something that I think I will be doing the rest of my life. Maybe. Mm. So we will have another conversation about art sometime soon. Yeah. But today, what are we going to talk about? A lot of things. Music. Talk about music. We're going to talk about all of it. So we're going to get started. Um, One of the things that we have talked about a lot is the kind of new style of singing, the new production in a lot of these younger reggaeton artists. Yeah. So some of the... I mean, I I would say this. I saw a change... When Balvin and Osuna came out, almost um, that was two thousand what two thousand fourteen, yeah, thirteen, yeah. fourteen, going into, I started to see at least with the singing, like a lot more smooth, more vulnerable kind of style, not as harsh, and some of the people today who are getting pretty big. Um, are kind of taking what they started and bringing it to like an even further and kind of new direction. So some examples we've talked about Rao, Alejandro, Sech, Daleks. Bad Bunny. Bad Bunny. Yeah, that I remember that when J Balbi come to the industry of music, he said, okay, maybe I'm the only one who used the rainbow in the hair mm-hmm. with different colors and yeah. the shirt pants and that kind of stuff, that interesting style. But Benito come, Bad Bunny, yeah. and was like, okay, there is two rainbow in the music now. Like, they are special when they come yeah. together. And so at first, in terms of like the, the aesthetic, the physical mm-hmm. appearance, it's mm-hmm. like you're seeing yeah the, the multicolored hair the painted nails hmm. um, <laughs> the tattoos all over 
and it's it's just it's pretty different from when reggaeton first became popular exactly and also having the figure of daddy janky of somebody so neutral always with yes. the same style yes. some respect because the the, the style of daddy janky is being always like that it's something yeah. so curious about it <clears throat> so now it's um yeah it's different but then in terms of the music like you're noticing certain style of singing, of rapping that's more melodic, again, yeah. more vulnerable, more yeah. emotional. And it's not exactly new because, sure, you had Daddy Yankee, you had We Seen a Yandel, who mm-hmm. were like very harsh, like when they deliver the lyrics, very intense. But it reminds me of lesser known acts like Rakimi Kenwai, who were like very melodic when they sing. Right, right. But the thing is, even though the style is that kind of smoother, vulnerable sound, some of their lyrics are like, you know, super raunchy, super out there. Right. Yeah. And I think in a kind of way, like those artists like come after Rakimi Ken White, they have Rakimi Ken White and Daddy Yankee as a base. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so it's combining. Yeah. They're trying to use the original, but uh, using they as an inspiration, of yes. course. Yeah. And what I like about it is that, so like, Taking, for example, the single of Rao Dos Catorces, of Valentine's Day, tomorrow. So... I didn't realize... Whoa! See, that's what it's about. <laughs> I didn't yeah. realize. Okay, okay, At okay. first, I didn't realize, too. I oh, was like, okay. No numbers. way! Mm-hmm, okay. But he... And he's very direct with the lyrics. He's like, I want to have sex with you. Mm-hmm. That's what I want to do. Mm-hmm. But the way he says it, you see there's like... Maybe he's insecure about it. He's like, he wants it, but like... Or is this per? Well, I guess if he's singing to Rosalia, right. is she going to like stay with him? Is she going to really love him while they're doing it? Like huh. you see that there's a confidence, but there's also a fear. Hmm. So I think that combination, that it's almost like this paradox, is very creative. Yeah, because I don't know, maybe because he presented himself as uh, like somebody who has feelings is something new. We can say because yes. Daddy Janky they're gonna tell you, yeah, and I'm gonna cry if you left me. Yeah. You know, like yeah. it's completely different, but it's the same sex thing because that Yankee was you know come here atrás or like uh, er, eh, no sé baila o lo que sea it's so different it's a whole different well, but you know he had songs like No Me Deje Solo but the way he said it you you don't get the sense that he's like afraid that she's gonna leave <laughs> right him. right it's just right. like oh don't leave me but like Rao is like no like I yeah, need you yeah 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 and he will literally say it in some of his music like uh Tú eres quien me hace ilusionar yeah. o quien me eres mi inspiración. Y en uno de los premios, en one of the, I'm so sorry, en one of the, um, he received a, I don't know, she was, he was in Spain and yes. Rosalia was the host of the... Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yes, and yes. she was like, maybe who is the artist for the year? And she said, oh, Raul. And My boyfriend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And when Raul come and take the... the, the yeah, premio yeah, had the word. He was like, um, thank you to Rosalia, my inspiration behind all my songs. Yeah. Everybody was like, oh my God. Do you think it's a real relationship or are they just Damn. Like, is it a show? Damn. Uh, it might um, be a, a publicity thing. I don't know. Do you think so? Because one Maybe. of his videos um, before Rao being who is Rao now, mm-hmm. he say one of his crushes is Rosalia. Yes. But also she sang background vocals. Mm. On the first album, right before it was yeah. official, I remember that. I remember that, and also she is 
I don't think she is as like he's more active in social media with her, and in in like in contrast with Rosalia, she have his career. She career so like mm-hmm. comp like is my thing. I want to keep working in my thing and like okay, Rao, I don't know, can be fake. Maybe. Maybe. But it is getting them attention. Exactly. So it's working. Ex- and it also, is. please, I mean, the fans of Rao and the fans of Rosalia, they are just dying because they are together. Oh, my God, they look so cute together. Yeah, they do. Ex- <laughs> yes, and there is reason to talk about, oh, my God, they're looking so amazing. Uh, or there is another drama, because maybe you heard about it, Anuel. Oh, uh, yeah. And, um... Carol. Ka- yeah, Carol G. There is a whole different thing now, and there is a reason because they are being controversial to go and see the music that she's doing and the music mm-hmm. that he is doing, yeah. and you get more view, you get more attention. So interesting. That's why I think a lot of these celebrity couples are like a publicity stunt, like because then, like now, the fans are posting about it and it gets attention. It's like, is this real or is it just? But you know what it sucks that? can be that they are they are using your intimacy to get attention because relationship yeah. is something that is supposed to be personal. Yeah, you know. I mean, I would imagine celebrities who are really in love would not be posting about it all the time because it's like oh this really matters like i gotta protect it in a right. sense right 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 so right. i don't know but yeah so but i i do find that about his singing interesting and i even like i think his first big single reloj it's interesting because again very raunchy very direct like mm-hmm. he's basically saying i want to eat you yeah. all day long <laughs> and i wish there were more time on the clock for me oh, to wow. do it yeah that's what we don't yeah. know right Yes. So that's why I'm like, that's a, you know, it's a vulgar thing to say. And yet you, the way he says it, it's like, I'm, I wish there were more time. Like, I wish I could have you completely, but there isn't enough time to, you know, so it's like. There's something poetic about it. (laughs) There is. Like, again, it's this juxtaposition between being raunchy and direct, but also being vulnerable and poetic. So I do think it's creative, this kind of style that I'm seeing. But this is my question about it. Like, uh, why, for maybe this generation, every song that is related to sex or every song that is related to sexual thing is more, oh my God, yes, I want to listen to that. What do you think about that? Do you think it's... Is because is the topic is what is in the air? It's sensational. We like sensational things, but... When it lacks substance, it's like it's hot for a minute. There's hype, and then you move on. So I think it's possible to talk about those topics and have something meaningful behind it. But most people are just like, "Oh, I want excitement," because it's you know, yeah, it's distraction more than yeah. anything. True, but like you know how powerful is music. You know how powerful is energy. It's like yes. me, me personally. Like I hear one of those music, and I'm like, I want to be in the disco. Like I want to yeah. be like I just want to be with a person. I'm just thinking about a person that I want to be. Yeah, it's so powerful. It, yeah, and that's I mean that's something we're gonna talk about that like these artists have the freedom to make whatever kind of music they're gonna make, but. We also have to ask who is listening. Who is listening? And what effect does it have? Because music is very powerful. We can't, like, it's <clears throat> it's an incredible force. Uh, it's an incredible form of art because of how it can captivate you. 
Exactly. You know, so, and also for the people that they don't know the history or don't know the yes. reason behind can be control of it. And then it becomes a question of education. I mean, if we're not educated to look at art intelligently, exactly. then we're just taken over by it. We're not really freely engaging with the art. Hmm. Look what I think. I think that can be more deeper than that or maybe I'm just in the surface, but... Example of it is Dembo, of course. Yes. In Dominican Republic, this is something that everybody's worried about because Dembo is literally the typical topic that Dembo talk about sex, obviously, yeah. drugs, and they're going to do this, and the sexual idea of the woman and the man who is going to make that. So they are worried about that's what the kids are listening to, go mm-hmm. to the school and that kind of stuff. But, like, also, back to what you're saying, the education, because I don't think if you listen at them mm-hmm. all, you here in America, it's completely different from people, maybe with your same age in the Dominican Republic. Yeah. Like, they're going to take it the same way. It's just so interesting. Yeah. So, while we're on Dembo, let's jump to El Alfa. Yeah. So, we were saying that his lyrics are so kind of outrageous, so crazy. That it's very hard to take it seriously. Um, so on one hand, like you're talking about basically having oral sex with the grandma, Whoa. and it, but it's funny though because <laughs> yeah, I mean, I are you really gonna do that? Exactly. I would hope not. Exactly. But then, so it's like it's so crazy that you know, like, okay, we're not gonna go around and do these things. But also the creativity, the playfulness, because you're taking this title, La Mama de la Mama, mm. so the mother of the mother, mm-hmm. and then it's also a double meaning referring to oral sex. So, like, this playfulness with simple everyday topics when turning it into something else. Yeah. Um, what were the other ones we said? So, um, yeah, like, um, este tema master. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's a master like uh, this is uh the masterpiece this song is a masterpiece but like it's at the same way it's the tema master it's like that you're gonna suck like <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah it's like what how he get how yeah. you're gonna and also the beat the beat of that song is like you're gonna move one part of your body like yes. with not something like um Alpha is one of the artists that a lot of the people in Dominican Republic were thinking that he's not going to make it where he mm-hmm. is now. Because obviously, he, I think he not finished high school. I don't know yeah. about his education. But obviously, mm, life is getting him. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I think it's the creativity, the playfulness. And again, it's yeah. like he's taking the, the song titles, some of them are just so like mundane and silly so like you're t- he has jarabe he has jalapeno mm-hmm. dueño del bizcocho mm-hmm. and then he takes the cultural references so Correa's right. Lakers Lobo de Wall Street King Kong hmm. so it's like you're taking everyday life and then you say something really crazy sexual about it and then you play so it's like the playfulness of the concept but also the way he says the words it becomes an instrument in itself right. the repetition wow. of it yep um so i i think like it's extremely creative it is and i don't take the sexual stuff seriously because again it's playful but also like you have to recognize in art there's a space for fantasy that is separate from reality Absolutely. So it's like you can't hold art to the same 
um, kind of moral standards that we do our behavior in everyday life. Absolutely, absolutely. It's like interesting to ask them why we're doing that, you know, like why he want to get your attention or why you're going to talk about that you have the drop, you have the point. You're gonna... yeah. And also this is something about the rap. You can tell me more about it. Like mm-hmm. in the rap um, culture, there is a lot of gun and I want to do this and uh, and it's like uh, you're not really gonna do that, but why you gonna present yourself as that? Because we have ego. these drives that you know we have an animal drive in us. Like yes, there's the rational, the human element, but there's always gonna be this, you know, this irrational, sometimes violent, sometimes destructive drive that's within us, and we would hope that we don't express that in our daily relationships or daily life. So there has to be release. So art is a valid way to release, to sublimate these forces. But then the question becomes, who is listening to this art? Can they Mm. say, hey, like this is art. This is where we have fantasy and playfulness and creativity. And there's a line between this fantasy world and art and what we do in our everyday lives. Right. What about the younger people? who aren't educated, aren't mature enough to say, mm-hmm. I listen to this because it's funny, exactly. it's a release, exactly. and I don't want to go and do this to people in my real life. Exactly. So is it the parents' fault or is it a lot of us' fault? Uh, that's a really good... Uh, damn, God. Uh, it's like that reminds me when we was talking um, before it started. It's like... When Cardi B saying, "Oh, yep. yeah, who your parents supposed to like take control of what are you watching or what are you mm-hmm. doing?" Because, and also she said that she the one that her daughter yes. listens her sons. That's really interesting <laughs> because she is doing crazy stuff. But like yeah. as a model, oh, she's yeah. like, "No, I don't want my daughter to listen to me doing this and that." Listen, I think in a kind of way. When we do art, we want to separate for mm-hmm. something that is not like um, us. Like, uh, okay, um, I know that as Vitali, I don't like to, um, I don't like to be, um, I don't know, drinking all day. Mm-hmm. But I'm listening to Romeo Santos and I want to drink because bachata is something yeah. that I want to. Yeah, it's like me having two personalities. It's like I'm for sure I know that Alpha is not going to have this drug and gonna kill the guy and he have the old millions. No, he's not. Like, why are you trying to separate yourself? Like, so that's my question then. Mm. Art is honestly because he's not being honest doing all that kind of stuff. Well, but then it goes back to your question, why do we have these fantasies in the first place? Like at a certain level, it's natural and you want to find a healthy way to release it. But should some of it be better controlled? Like should some of it be hidden? Um, But then again, like for a child, you could say what Cardi B said, that like you should not let children listen to it. But the reality is... With the internet, it's so accessible to kids. Like, in the old days, your parents would have to take you to buy music. Now you just search it on the internet. Exactly. So is the artist responsible? You know, you know something really good about all this, uh, like all this crazy thing that we are consuming is mm-hmm. like it's great opportunity to talk. Like if yeah. I, if my kids listen something that they're not supposed to be listening, but this is my great opportunity to me talk about listen that happened. This is what is going on. And he's like that, like that, like that. And what does it mean? Like, why are they 
why are they saying these things? And what does it mean for you? I mean, oh my God. Yeah. You know, I think a much a healthy kind of relationship with the parent and the kid. It's not just like, <laughs> don't listen to that. It's evil. But look, this is what they're talking about. Why are they doing that? Mm-hmm. Is this something we should do? Mm. Let's think about it rather than mm. saying, don't ever do it or just let them listen or whatever. Mm. But God. not all parents have that relationship with their kid. No. Nah. But know? in another side, we have Osuna that's yes. saying that he's not going to do something like that. Osuna, who has kids <laughs> of his own. Right. But that's the thing. It's like you have people like Cardi who's like, I wouldn't let my daughter listen to my music. But then Osuna's like, well, I don't make music that I wouldn't want my kid to listen to. I talk about things that will uplift kids. I talk about positive things. Wait, it's easy to say that because now he's a really good... He's 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 in a really good place. He has money, he has the house. He, yeah. he don't need the attention or money or more the good music. He now have the control to do whatever maybe... Oh, yeah, I'm going to talk about flowers now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. because uh, I, kids, uh, this is a good thing. Now, there is a lot of kids who love Osuna because he have a really good marketing with the Osito. Yes. Right? He have a really good colors. He's changing his whole marketing. And it's so interesting to see that. It's so interesting. Yeah. So, since we're on Dembo, why don't we skip to uh, Tokisha? Right. So... Okay, what do you see? What do you hear when you're listening to Tokisha? Oh, it's funny because the first time that I saw his work, I was like, oh my God. <laughs> um, damn, I think she's the extremist it's artists who want what they're looking for like I'm here and I want to um, make my mark here like listen to me like uh, but being a woman I think like it's hard for Dominicans in the culture of Hispanic culture see mm-hmm. something like that and you maybe have an idea what I'm talking about like no as a woman you need to be at the house you clean the kitchen cooking for us not being dancing and having like on the way videos she have uh, only fans she have uh, <laughs> Tukisha is like over the place. It, it, she's like, um, she's a real part of us, I, I think. But it's hard to like see it like that. Like it's hard to, as a woman say, yeah, yeah, I'm Tukisha too. It's hard to yeah. say that because it's like. But do you want to be? Damn. <laughs> oh, damn. Uh, I don't. I don't think so. I don't, it is me personally. So that's you personally. Yeah. Perhaps she speaks for some women. Mm. But is she truly free? Like she represents like I'm a liberated woman. I express my sexuality. But is she really free? I say maybe in the moment she feels free. What do you mean? Like when she's taking her clothes off and dancing provocatively and getting attention yeah, may, I think it feels empowering in that moment mm-hmm. to just let it out and mm-hmm. also get attention that feels good. But then my concern is like, so then, well, then what? Where does that go now? Like you have this excitement in the moment. It doesn't really take you anywhere that really gives like a lasting value because at a certain point she's going to get old and no one wants to see it anymore. Right. So then maybe you want to let that out in the moment, but like as an artist, you're going to have to involve. As a person... You mm-hmm. have to evolve and like and start asking, well, what actually lasts? What really fulfills me in the long run as a person? Because just letting out your sexuality without any boundaries, like it doesn't take you anywhere. Yeah. 
in the long run. I mean, for her, it's taken like to a place where she feels that she can do whatever she wants. Yeah. Like, she thinks because she's doing all this movement in social media with these um, controversial photos. Yeah. Because that reason, she get contact with Rosalia, she get contact yes. with J Balvin, and all those international artists. That, one of the, I don't remember um, what um, newspaper in the Dominican Republic asked about. Rosalia. Um, Tokisha is a good representation of an artist in Dominican Republic. Like, those international, Rosalia mm-hmm. and J Balvin, coming to the art to record with Tokisha as uh, the good artist from Dominican Republic? Like, uh, this is a good question. Mm-hmm. You know, because... But who decides what a Dominican artist looks like? Ooh. Is it the record label who's like, this is what we, the message we want to be sending to the world about DR? Like, wow. Or is it really her who creates her own persona? I always think when we're looking at people signed by major record labels, how much of it is what they're telling them to do? How much of it is their own artistic freedom? We don't even know now. Yeah. We don't even know who is real. What is a real art? Would you do that because... Um, because you want to do it because you're really connected or what are you doing or you doing that because it's working well i think most artists whose main thing is doing stuff to get attention that's produced by the label because the more attention you right. get the more money for them oh yeah if you're an sense. artist who really has your own original thing you're not big on like oh everybody look at me you want your art to speak for itself so that's why I'm skeptical about. She's like, "Oh, look at me, I'm free." But yeah, but who didn't you someone tell you to go do that or is that right. really what you want to do as an artist? Right. I don't know. Right. But, but also as an artist, we have this freedom that we want to express. Yeah. So, we I can I mean, as an artist too, as a painter, I identify myself I just want to do whatever I fucking want. Yeah. You know, like I want to just take a green color. I know it's not compliment. Like I know it's not supposed to be with the red, but I want to. But are you doing that so people will look at you, or are you doing because it means something to you, well, or both? Both. I think okay. it be both because be. for me, I want to do it, but also I want a little bit of attention. Yeah. Also, okay. yeah, that's fair. Yeah, like. Uh, but that's different from someone telling you go do that to get attention. Oof. Uh, like if you if you're work if you're commissioned by some major yeah, yeah. whatever art house or yeah. something like that's I feel like whenever yeah we always have to have that question when listening to these mainstream artists like how, what is the label's involvement and I that's what I want to say though about the Balvin video first that yeah. I think it's an unpopular opinion but the fact that they did something that's very controversial. You have a song about, well, not really about dogs, but you have black women on mm-hmm. leashes. You mm-hmm. have Balvin, who's white passing, oh walking God. them on a leash. Who would ever think that that's a good idea? Obviously, to me, they did that so people will get upset and then it would get attention for Tokisha. And look, it did. Now everyone's talking about yeah, her. I, mm-hmm. Like, I don't really think it was... Like, I think that they on purpose were like, we're going to do this to piss people off. And then they're all going to talk about her. I'm with you. You know what? Because also, I hear that Takisha say one of his interviews, like, for, um, I sent to J Balvin a lot of songs and he take Perra. He was the one who say, I want to do Perra because I think it's a good representation of what is that woman, powerful woman, Takisha. She said that she sent to him, like, rock, like some pop, like, 
I don't know. I don't know. And he said he want to make better. I don't know. But who's the one who decided to put black women on a leash? Right. It's, who would ever think to do that? That sounds bad. That's without bad. being like, I just really think that that was very much. That's Bolinda of Rosalia. Yes. In a kind of way. <laughs> in a kind of way. Um, Rosalia have this little liberation. Like she like that kind of um, controversial thing to have uh, <laughs> the... Christopher Columbus <laughs> conquering Ooh, La Española. What? <laughs> no, that's... I think you got it. It's I think... replaying Columbus. <laughs> wow. Colonizing. Wow. No. That's the... Is it? I mean, but this, so this is the thing. Is it purely cultural appropriation for a Spanish artist from Spain to come to DR, which was the first island that Columbus colonized. Damn, you just blowing my mind right song. now. I think, yes, yeah, she's a cultural appropriator, but I don't think that's the end of the story. I think there's a lot more to what Rosalia's doing with these reggaeton dembo artists. I think it's much more complicated than she's an, a cultural appropriator. Obviously, she noticed that she was doing a great job in the beginning. I love Rosalia in the beginning. Amazing album. But she noticed that it's not popular of how crazy she is now. Um, yeah. <clears throat> it was... So, yeah. So, her first album, Los Angeles, was like pure flamenco. Oh, yeah. Folky flamenco. Mm -hmm. Very beautiful. Then she had El Malquerer, which mixed. It was still flamenco, but she had a little bit of a hip-hop, a yep. little bit of reggaeton in there. Very creative. Very creative. Like, it's one of the, I think, one of the best albums of her, because she also have a whole thesis story, yes. a book about it. Like, a, And also the, the, the art. Each cover art yes. was really, really, I mean, I have an inspirational religion. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, so I so if we talk about it, I'm not it. So it's she's taking from this. Let me see this text from the 13th century Romance de Flamenca, um, which is basically what does this say from that website I pulled? Story of a woman named Flamenca married to the sky, Count of Bourbon. Everything seems fine until the wedding celebration itself suddenly goes apeshit in jealous rage. <laughs> Let's her hair grow out, paces around muttering to himself. Um, so Rosalia says, It got me thinking, almost anthropologically, centuries later, we have altered the ways in which we love and relate to other people, or are still acting the same way. Or are we still acting the same way? So, like, you get this concept, and you see this in flamenco music in general, that love, human relationships are very messy, They can be destructive. Love can destroy you. It can eat you up. Um, wow. And this is very much part of Spanish culture. And this yeah. is where I want to pull in Lorca. So Lorca is the end of the 18th, 1800s going into early 1900s. Mm -hmm. His poetry is very rooted in like the folklore of Spain, the tradition of Like the spiritual tradition mixing the pagan, the Catholic, the Muslim, the Jewish, the Roman, all of it. Mm -hmm. um, and he has this idea of, that he calls the duende, which is this awareness of death, of the fact that we come from the earth, we come from the dirt, and that everything we do is kind of clouded by the inevitability of death. 
Um, so we see these images like the moon. He keeps using the moon. Like the moon is a symbol that death is coming. Mm-hmm. The night comes every night to remind us. He uses images of knives, of blood, that like destruction can happen at any moment. So the flamenco singer sings with the duende, the awareness that, you know, we can't escape death. And there's this pain. Even in love, there's this pain. Yeah. So she's carrying on that tradition. And she does it also. Like, she mentions Lorca in one of those songs in um, Que no salga la luna. She's talking yeah. about Bodas de Sangre. And then also she's tying in the mystical religious poetry of Juan de la Cruz. Like, so she redid one of his songs, one of his poems as a song. Yeah. She has, like, she had a painting of him in Divi Nombre. But mm-hmm. even like the mystical poets, Lorca says this, they, they continue the duende in the religious context Ooh. because the pursuit of God is like wrapped up in death. Like, we know we're going to die. Will we be with God? Will we have unity with him? Um, will the pursuit of God kill our ego? Like, So this is, I love that she's carrying on this very yeah. Spanish tradition of yeah. the duende and through flamenco. And also in a kind of way, like that reminds me how the Hispanic culture, like Spain culture, the Arab culture, in generally speaking, they have this interesting philosophy of be, like be somebody in mm-hmm. like... I don't know, something that fills your soul. Like, they're really into the drama in all yes. the little, um, you know, textbooks and all that kind of philosophy that they have. Because obviously, Francisco de Goya, yeah. Francisco, have this period of black painting, but he mm-hmm. was literally talking about death, literally be talking about he's gonna die yeah. and somebody's looking for him. And he also was almost death. Like, there is a lot of stuff about this interesting culture of like yeah. being real with yourself. And Rosalia, yeah, she's also trying to do the same. That's interesting. Yeah. In contrast with the culture of Caribbean, then Bok is a whole different. <laughs> well, well, so mm-hmm. here's the thing. So, this is why, like, when I hear people say, like, oh, that's not her music, she shouldn't be making. Like, I agree that she's capitalizing on the music of a people who, look, has been oppressed by her people. It's morally concerning. And yet, artistically, aesthetically, there is overlap. Because, I'm going to take from Lorca's essay on Duende. So he talks about this Flamengo singer, and he's like, so the one he sings, he managed to tear the scaffolding, tear down the scaffolding of the song, but allow through a furious burning Duende... Friends to those winds heavy with sand that make listeners tear at their clothes with the same rhythm as the Negros of the Antilles, the Antillas, mm-hmm. in their right. It's talking about the religious rights of Afro-Caribbeans huddled before the statue of Santa Barbara. Mm-hmm. So that kind of music used in Santeria, in voodoo, mm-hmm. taking from drum patterns that are coming from West Africa. Yeah. But we hear that coming through today in a lot of the dembo, the reggaeton, some of the dance hall. So he's saying that the duende is there as well. This awareness of death, of the risk, of the danger of Mm -hmm. love and sex and relationships. Mm -hmm. So when they make Linda, like, yeah, okay, she's a flamenca artist, but she has a sensibility that she has that flamenca sensibility she brings into the Dembo song. And there is overlap. There is a similarity. Mm-hmm. But also it's the hand claps. Mm-hmm. It's like you have a Dembo and then she brings in the hand claps, yeah. which is flamenco. That's beautiful. So like the line between appropriation and real cultural exchange, it's not always black and white. Right. We need to look closely at what's really happening. 
Right, but also back to the music industry in a kind of way, it's entertainment. Like, uh, okay, I guess there is a lot of history behind, but somebody who doesn't have any idea yes. of all these things that are connected, they're gonna say, yeah, Rosalia just uh, she want attention. She have a lot of she time. Does. Nobody, no, nobody talk about her. So like, let's do something that is controversial. Or... Yeah. Um, and but that's the other thing that's fascinating that when she's doing these songs where she's largely taking out the flamenco kind of sound and it's just reggaeton, it's just bachata, it's yeah, just like con altura, con rival, yes, yeah. like, like what is the flamenco there? I think she's trying to be, she's trying to rub it in people's faces. She's like, look at what I can do. I'm going to take your music. What are you going to do about it? Why? So it's like she, it's not like she doesn't know what she's doing. She knows it and she's probably laughing that everyone's pissed off and now she's getting attention. So it's like this kind of ironic, like, look at me. But the other thing that I wonder though, it's like everyone gets very hyped up. Like this is wrong. This is morally wrong. But like, is music always supposed to be about being very morally upright? Like, oh, my God. No. So I'm like, she's pro- kind of poking fun at the fact that music art is not always about being morally sound. So when people point the finger like, oh, you're appropriating, it's wrong. Like, well, yeah, she's an artist. She's it, mm-hmm. supposed to be wrong sometimes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Exactly. Oh. Exactly. I mean, but also, like, I don't know. I think as a human being, we're looking for something that uh, represents me right. Not wrong. Yeah. You need to do it right. And and all this, you, I don't know. It's like, it's also, listen, the way she is, she's carrying with the heavy culture, the Spanish culture in, in her back. Like, if she yes. just makes something wrong, obviously all the fans from Spain going to be, Rosalia, you are just part of the everybody now. Like, now with this Raul Alejandro, you are doing stuff that yeah. we not, we not, and I don't know. Now she's just... Mm. Yeah, and that, like, so then this, we can go to this question. So the fact that reggaeton really is international now you know like yeah i think daddy yankee was the first with gasolina like people all over the world were singing it but then i think it was balvin who got people using the sound because he got people from around the world taking the dem the rhythm of Mm -hmm. reggaeton and using it in their songs so like you see justin bieber ed sheeran used it but then I, I told you this. Somebody, some recommendation come up on my Spotify for an um, an Albanian artist. I don't even yeah. listen to Albanian music. <laughs> I was like, oh, what is this? And it was, it sounded like Rao Alejandro or oh. J Balvin. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, well, that's cool that this sound is so international. It's not cool that they don't. They're just taking it and don't yeah. make anything and original. They're yeah. not putting a spin on it they also don't really give props to where it comes from so i'm like how much is this good that this this great music is going all around the world but losing its roots and now it's just kind of um it's just not not there's not much origin nothing original yeah it's it's like back to what bad bunny's saying everybody wanna be from Puerto rico now everybody wanna Yes. Yeah, because we are with the reggaeton thing. Everybody wanna do the same with us because they know that reggaeton is the Latin. Now it's our moment. We can say it's the moment of the reggaeton because it's what is everywhere now. I mean, there is a lot of people they just dancing without know 
who is alpha, but they love the rhythm of the alpha. So it's, it's like, um, yeah, they taking it because they know this is what is giving money right now. They know this is, I want to be as everybody because I guess yeah, I want the fame. I want the money. Yeah. So now that we brought up Bad Bunny again. Um, <laughs> right. So, yeah. So when he had El Ultimo Tour del Mundo. No, was it? It was the Pe fucking Ere one. Uh-huh. The one in Puerto Rico where he had like the blow up of his head. I thought something was going to happen with that head. After Travis Scott, I thought there was going to be a repeat. But oh, 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 oh. I was suspicious. <laughs> but so what was he saying? He was like, yes, yeah, so everyone wants to be Puerto Rican now. Yeah. Um, he was in that um, concert. I don't remember with who. I think it was... Um, um, the Dakati, um, Dakati. Oh my God! Maybe I said it wrong. There is a song that he is. He have a with Dakiti. Uh, Dakiti, exactly. Dakiti. And Jay Cortez. Exact Jay Cortez, and he was with him. And after he finished, it just gets so exciting. He starts saying, "Everybody wanna be from Puerto Rico. Everyone wanna do the same that we are doing." Like, um, yeah. And also, I don't know if you heard about, but. Artists from the Dominican Republic, they are, have different idea of where music is supposed to go. Mm-hmm. If you, as an artist, have a victory with somebody from Puerto Rico, you get more international, okay? Because mm-hmm. everybody want to have Puerto Rico as a listeners. Yeah. There is Puerto Rico, Colombia. In Colombia, there is a big um, industry of music. Like, there is a lot of artists who want to touch Colombia as another, like, um... um I don't know, culture, fans. yeah. I think Colombia after Puerto Rico is one of the biggest yeah record sources of yeah like of Latin music American yep artists. yep 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 yep. But I mean, but his image is so it's bigger than it's it's just such a a unique thing in itself. Like you don't really see other people doing what he's doing. Um, so let's think of so some of the examples we said. Mm-hmm. Um, first, let's take his social media. Yeah. So a lot of the stuff he posts, it gets a lot of attention because it's very outside of the box, very attention grabbing. Some of it, I think, is really absurd and even like grotesque, I would say, because like the pictures where it's like his eyes rolled in the back of his head. It just like goes beyond the the boundaries of like respectability of normalcy. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, I'm going there. I'm gonna do what's disturbing, what's not normal because I can. Yeah. I'm gonna take pictures while I'm quarantining of me sunbathing naked, naked <laughs> um, because I can. Yeah. So it's like he loves pushing the boundaries and just going all the way to the the fringes. Yeah. And I think so. Then in the music. What I like is that the music goes to like the existential, the emotional fringes. Because yep. on one end, he's like, I'm going to go crazy partying. And I don't care about what anybody says. Yeah. Like, I'm going to, like, Safaera, like, you know, si no te mames el culo. Like, yeah. I'm going to say all these crazy things. <laughs> uh, but then, Rolandito, he's like, mm. who am I? I don't even know who I am. Like, I'm famous, I'm having fun, but I've lost who I am. Hmm. So going back and forth to these extremes, I think he's just like, I appreciate him pushing the boundaries. And whether you like what he's doing or not, he's forcing you to think, like, what are we living for? Like, 
do we live intensely for anything or do we just like do what's easy and comfortable yeah he he takes you all the way and be like no think about this are you gonna go crazy have fun are you gonna question your whole life do something but don't just sit there and be like oh yeah i'll have some fun have some fun like i don't think looking just baboni as artist i think like um he's another product i can say in general speaking of like uh, i want to create two albums in a year that's so crazy like it was three albums three albums like what it's a lot it's a lot of music that people was getting crazy about that and also now with the social media that we now used to like get artists having this close relationship with fans in mm-hmm. one of the album that i really love that's i know sapphire no he is with um dongomar mm-hmm. um like yeah, yeah. <laughs> that album is literally you going you're going to be in 2000s it's the completely yes. album is reggaeton but reggaeton from this like yeah. from la mata like from yeah. the tree like it's really good reggaeton so he noticed that we're looking for that we are kind of tired of the pop music of yeah. like yes reggaeton but also you have an instrumental like a beat but Rao is coming with that it's like this fire yeah, yeah it's like I don't see Rao trying to sing like a reggaeton or trap he's yeah. more in the yeah, yeah, yeah. it's completely different vibe but like back to Bad Bunny, I think like it's beautiful when I see the last song of Yo hago lo que me da la gana, I do whatever I want. Mm-hmm. The the hard one. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That song is beautiful. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I'm gonna tell you ten music of crazy and we're gonna get blonde and we're gonna uh, smoke weed, but then it, uh, I'm sorry. Yes. Um thank you, mom and dad, for being me. <laughs> like it's okay, yeah. Bad Bunny, it's sweet. I don't know if you noticed he was crying in the concert where he was singing the was song. He? Yeah. Wow. Everybody was like, wow, Babani, uh, I love you. Oh. Hmm. Yeah. But then even beyond the social media, like I think his whole persona is performance art. Oh yeah. Because he's always performing, though. Something's always something outrageous is always happening. Do you think he's doing that intentionally? Well, again, this is always my question. Is this him? Is has the label constructed this persona? Because <sighs> he is, this is so interesting. the two thousand twenty two thousand twenty he was the most listened to artist. Oh yes. I think he keep not the same listen like the big big artist this time like he being the number one in yeah, Spotify was, for everybody yeah so it's like is the label just trying to calculate what are all the things we could do to get the attention from the whole world like is this an algorithm that they're using to make oh my god. his persona oh my god even but this is my thing even if it's manufactured by the label to get the money it's fascinating because it still speaks truth to it makes you reflect on what our culture is. Going to these extremes, I think, pushing the boundaries, going all the way, and not have, trying to be like normal or respectable. Mm-hmm. I think it has value, whether it's fake or not. Um, but yeah, like the performative things he does. So like he's doing all these appearances on the WWE. Oh my god, yes! I think it's very interesting. That and he's also Simpson with the Simpson cartoon. Yes, the video. Simpsons. But also when Yo hago lo que me dé la gana came out. He, I think the first thing he did, he wore the basketball jersey with the date on it. What? Mm. No, it was... First, he posted a number on Twitter, and people are like, what is this? And then he wore the number on a jersey. 
And people were like, wait, is is that like a date? <laughs> and then he went on Jimmy Fallon. Uh-huh. And then he's like, I think Jimmy Fallon was like, when is this coming out? And he's like, tonight. And that was the first time he announced it. So like, oh, yeah. he's doing all these provocative things. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's really mystery. But when you have something that a lot of people like, like, do you know who is, uh, um, obviously you know who is, Lo Siento Bebe, um... With this beautiful, I think she's from Colombia too. She... Oh, uh, Julieta. Julieta. Yes. Who expect that? And in yeah. my life, I didn't expect something like yeah. that. That was really good featuring combination, also with Aventura. Yeah. What? That song could have been better, right? Right. But still, right. that he did it. Right. Um, everybody gets so excited about that. But yeah, he used mystery. He used the surprise um, idea of like, oh, I didn't expect yeah. that, but but then you were saying how, like, this question of who is the real him, how much of this manufactured. Yeah. So when he wrote for Tommy Torres. Oh, my God. I so know. what were you saying about how the music's different there? Wow. I think, like, in each son of, because everybody, not everybody know that Baboni Benito is who wrote mm-hmm. every song, basically. And also Tommy was make the change, but. He, like everybody know the essence of Bad Bunny, mm-hmm. like the essence of how Benito write about the broken heart, this mm-hmm. uh, interesting situation between my best friend and my girlfriend, or what, something like that. Yeah. And I don't know for I don't know how hard maybe Torres was trying to make in his his style. I noticed with Benito, mm-hmm. like in every song, I was like, ah, Bad Bunny's here. Like I can feel the way he is, but. It's interesting that you also mentioned to me, like, who is original then? Like, who is really how we can say everybody's trying to look for the most um, dramatic new music? Because yes. no matter how hard, example of it, like, um, who is, who try Travis, Travis, no, who make the song with El Alpha? Like, Trapea. Trapea, Trapea. Who is this guy? Uh, uh, Ty, Tiger? Oh, Tiger did that. Yeah. Example of his, like, okay, he's in um, Dembo, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, for more that he trying to be part of the rhythm, he's Tiger. Like, yeah, yeah he <laughs> he's who he is. Like, uh, no matter how hard Tommy Torres, Tommy Torres is, uh, how do you say, balada? Balance. Yeah. yeah. He's yeah. a really romantical guy. And I know Bad Bunny is studying him. Like, Bad Bunny... So what if Bad Bunny made those songs him for himself? Would anyone care anymore? Wow. <laughs> like, if you make really beautiful, nice songs, is that enough to make you a popular artist today? Apparently not. Probably not. Because this is... And that's this other thing we were saying, that... Artistry today is not primarily about the art form itself. It's about the persona, the hype you can build around yep. yourself. You're yep. an entertainer. Yep. And I want to bring Adele a little bit yes. because Adele is a woman who is have a really good marketing. She really yep. know how to be um, because she not used to make controversial things. She's really just disappeared for seven. <laughs> kidding. For two years, and then she have <laughs> a new years. album, and then. She is still having the theme of Adele, you know. She is still having the the, the sentimental drama mm-hmm. idea, and also one of her son who is called I don't know if you saw the video. Um, um, oh, oh my God. God! Yes, right. So it's it's kind of like um, have a big of reggaeton that I noticed. 
And that's one of the songs that one of the um, people who work with her, like, you are too happy. Like, just slow down a little bit. Like, that song mm. is, sounds really good, really pop, but we need to, hello, <laughs> it's you. We need, we need that, you yeah. know, because they know what it's selling. They know what it is. It's like when my Bonnie make Yo Hago Lo Que Me Da La Gana come The Rock. Yes. Yo Visto Como. Yeah. That yeah. was really, my Bonnie, what is that? Why are you changing the whole trap uh, reggaeton? Now you doing rock. And yeah. that was really challenging. Well, why do people want these entertainers? Why do people want this whole big package and not just a musician? What does that say about us? Like, are we just so blinded by consumerism that we're not satisfied until we can consume a whole package, a whole experience? Wow. That's my fear. I feel That's like we're trained to process art as um, as commerce, as consumption, not as something beautiful in itself. Like, it goes back to this education thing. Are we educated to look at art as something meaningful in itself, something that points to something higher or is it just the same thing as going to the store and buying stuff? I think when you're not educated to look at art, it just falls into the mentality of the society that yeah. we want to be entertained, we want to be distracted. So if you you make a beautiful song, but you don't give me this whole persona, this hype, there's nothing exciting about the song anymore. Mm-hmm. Even though objectively it's a beautiful song. But it's not giving me... Listen, like, I don't... I think you and I and also more people like they really think about that like they're really yeah. trying to figure it out but there are some people that just maybe just consume you know what I mean they're just looking and for and don't ask questions and don't ask questions like that have me like I'm clear about that but also I'm like the Mona Lisa the example yes. like the Mona Lisa is a really beautiful painting but for me Leonardo was the one that I want to know more yes. like I want to know who is this guy like, tell me more about you it's like Andy Warhol like uh, yeah. I was more interested about Andy Warhol than his work like okay your work is interesting but I want to know you okay so we so okay I think we can look at two sides of this I do think yes there's this consumerist entertainment thing but we also are fascinated by a story. We want art to be in the context of a human's story, their right. history. Exactly. So when you give an artist who makes this persona, perhaps it's false, but we're attracted to the storyline. Oh my god. Oh my god. Yes, that's but about it. Why, why why are we willing to can um why do we accept a lot of these storylines which are con- false like they're constructed, they're they're manufactured. I think that goes back to this blindness of consumerism again. Because we know a lot of these stories are... Like, when I look at Rao and Rosalia and I repost their pictures, I know most of it's fake. Why do I settle for this fake story? Like, why don't I yeah, 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 seek yeah. an artist who has a really profound story that's not based only on hype or something manufactured? Wow. I think it goes back to education. Back to education. Um, I don't know. You know what? I think that maybe there is another stream. I think there is mm. another way to see it. Like mm, your result as artist, like your product, your your music, tell about you. So there is no way that you can separate. For me personally, I mm-hmm. think you cannot separate your art from the artist. I don't know yeah. because for more that you try to separate in your product, you have something of you. You have essence of you. So. 
it, it again it's just maybe you and me and more people that are interested in the story behind like why yeah. we are this, why this story is interesting i think because we are trying to feel um like you are the same as me like yeah i know i want to know that you suffer as me like you mm-hmm. have you have depression as me like i want to know how human you are the same i am and that's mm. i think i don't know i think why depression is popular i don't want to say it's popular but everybody have this kind of oh my god you oh, saw everybody yeah. saw <laughs> like why you pretend that you're happy if you're not <laughs> like uh, this now oh my god i can't be more deep than that now because the um the LGBTQ yeah. community now is a whole thing to make money of it. And I know it's hard to say yeah. it, but I know in a kind of way Baboni is using that to make more money. What do you think about and that? that? So, yeah, so that brings us to the whole cross-dressing phenomenon that, first of all, he's not... I think he's one of the first reggaetoneros to start this trend like because oh. he was the one painting his nails. Yeah. He dressed as a woman. Mm, yo perreo sola. sola. Um, but now, like in the last month, I've seen three photo shoots. It was him, Rao, and J Belvin wearing mm. dresses. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm just like, my whole thing with cross dressing is it's a, it's a symbolic gesture. It is an artistic gesture. It says something about human nature that like there are boundaries that exist in mm-hmm. nature, and we can cross them. We make a statement when we do it. What I don't like is that these are people under the control of major corporations who when they cross-dress it's not being done in this symbolic way is doing this very bland arbitrary way it's not very creative or aesthetically pleasing and i think it's these corporations saying look we can get rid of nature we can erase the boundaries because we can because we, can. we have power and yes. we're not even going to try to make it interesting or meaningful we're just going to be like oh look we can make him dress like a woman and then what annoys mm. me is everyone's like, oh, look, he's standing up against machismo. And it's yes. like, no, he's not. Yes. Oh, my God. He put yes. on a pair of heels and now yes. he's challenged machismo. It's not that he easy. Even, he, and he doesn't even look good. He, not, he looks weird. <laughs> he looks weird. A real cross gesture would, would look interesting. <laughs> like, yes. That's why I'm like, this is not no, very cool. No, no. And then there's a lot of people who maybe think they are heroes. And maybe yeah. just for the money. No, maybe... And you know what is funny? Then when they go into interview, example of this Bad Bunny, when they ask about, what, why you dress like that, Bad Bunny? Why you are so uh, controversial? And he said, no, because um, I want to be this guy. I want to be the guy that you think that you can do whatever you want. That's why one you of my... Me da la gana. I so, do whatever I want. Yeah, it's like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to talk to that um, a small group of people who looking for you do whatever you want. Like, no, Bad Bunny, you know that nobody was doing that and you want to do that because but the thing that annoys me i see a lot of young guys now painting their nails because he did it and now they're like oh look at me i'm so rebellious and i'm like you only did that because a celebrity did it exactly i don't really think that was a very original thing oh my god so it's just showing us how we're continued just to be like young people when you're not educated you just copy the celebrity without thinking like wait what does this mean why am i doing this wow I think the education is the big thing behind everything. Yeah. It is. It is. But, again, at the end of the day, no matter how much he's manufactured, I respect that when you listen closely, when you look closely, he makes you look at these extremes of, like... I think it's especially, like, generational. Our generation, our culture 
we either go towards this mindless pleasure, like just go all out crazy, or extreme self-consciousness and doubt of who we are and what life is about. Mm -hmm. And that we don't want to live in the middle. We don't want to live these boring lives. And I think it's like he's making a statement like don't just settle in the middle. Like go one way or the other. But be intense, like be extreme. Um, wow. What are we going to choose? What's going to really lead us to something fulfilling and satisfying? I don't know if he has the answer, but I like that he has the question. Wow. Or he makes you ask the question. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Like, wh- why exactly are we looking for those dreams? Because we're also looking for that. I think also, like, music and uh, all this um, manifestation of art is a result of us. Like, yes. this, the reggaeton is just a result of the society. Yeah. They're not talking about nothing new that is not real. Like, yes, they're talking about sex is real. They're talking about how they, they, the woman is. I mean, it's a result. Yeah. It's a mm. result. So that let's, I think this is the last thing we can say yet. So in terms of the, the power that record labels, people in, in power in general have over music there is a very interesting thing that happened not too long ago with Evie Queen which is oh, yeah. one of the right, right, earliest right. female reggaetoneras so she's on a stage and she says Latinas don't twerk and she wants everyone to like repeat after her and she's like we hula we hula hoop so and she means basically like whining pereo mm-hmm. Which, sure, like, if we were looking in particular at the styles of dance, they're not exactly the same. Yeah, for me, it's the same. Yeah. I don't see the difference. But that's the thing. It's like, what What do you mean by Latinas don't twerk? What if, what if you want to twerk? But also, I, I do think, like, I read this racial charge into it. So she's like, well, twerking is not for Latinas. Twerking yeah, is, is, that's hip-hop. That's for black yeah. Americans. Yeah. But what's ironic is that reggaeton, first of all, she was dancing to a reggae song. She was dancing to the um, the backing track of Murder, She Wrote, the Pliers oh. Chakadima song, which is one of the biggest reggae songs, okay. dancehall reggae, which is black music, first huh. of all. <laughs> reggaeton doesn't exist without reggae mm-hmm. and without hip hop because it all started not in, even in Puerto Rico. It started in Panama where mm-hmm. Jamaicans were immigrating. They were bringing dancehall reggae. And then they and the Panamanians brought it to New York, Mm -hmm. and then they mixed it with hip-hop, brought it to Puerto Rico. So to create these boundaries, be like, oh, Latinos don't twerk. We we do perreo, we wine, we do (laughs) reggaeton. These boundaries are constructed by the record labels who decided we're going to market reggaeton as this this distinctly Mm -hmm. Latin. This isn't hip-hop. Hip-hop is for black Americans. Reggaeton is Latino. Yeah, yeah, it's different. It's, 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 uh, yeah, I think it's, it's, it's part of the... We need to give something to people talk about. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we need something different. We need to... You like white, I like black. Uh, it's, it's, it's you have like, to make these marketing categories. Who are we marketing to? Yeah. But it's also... There's a bigger history, though, of these the governments in latin american countries trying to exclude blackness interesting that like interesting. sure there are afro latinos but do they really count as latino what about black americans are they one of us no no we have our own thing but again and when we look at the history when we look at the music that's not the case well what about you do you like to do you like 
to feel and think that you are different, that you are. Yeah, it makes you feel special. It's make you feel special. It's it's make you, but special. If yeah, if you don't know the story behind, yeah, you feel special. But if you know that like it's coming from Panama, it's coming from. And ultimately, it's all coming from Africa. Right, exactly, exactly. So it, it's like no, it's not special. It's a combination of a lot of stuff. Yeah. So it's it's not unique. It's a combination of a lot of stuff. And it's that, and I think this goes to the point that, like, without education, exactly, we're afraid of the complications of history, the complications of human nature. Yeah, we want to settle for these marketable categories. Um, but again, when we really look at ourselves, when we look at our history, we see that there's a lot more than what is presented. It's a lot. But do you media. think it's working? Do you think is is getting results? I think. I know a lot of young people are questioning all these categories. Okay, um, that's good. I think they're questioning the narratives they're being given. Um, that's really good. But again, you need there needs. I think there needs to be a movement of people, especially in education, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. asking these questions, challenging the narratives, because otherwise we just fall into Fine whatever things. the government, the corporate powers exactly. tell us. Exactly. And there's no real freedom there. Exactly. There's no originality. You know what is also the worst is like you start fighting for things that you don't even know what is the history behind. Like there is yeah. a lot of people who just fight for Latin things without knowing that the Latin culture is a lot of different things together. And at the end of the day, I don't know. It's it's not it's it's, it's not fundamental. You don't have yeah. You just fallen. Yeah, and I think then there is the question of like. I know a lot of people get their history off of TikTok. I'm like, why don't you get a book? Because it's not as accessible. It takes time. But anyone could say anything on TikTok. Doesn't make it true. Oh, yeah. You know, this is why. Oh, my God. Do you think this is. I mean, um, I know that thank you to technology and all the social media, we are learning stuff in a different way of like parents and grandmas when they yeah. just sit down for monks to read something that we can just get in a five video in YouTube. Like five minutes video you get the whole history yeah. of something. And it's really good. It's productive. But I know what you're saying. I know exactly what you're saying. Because yeah. without reading, you are jumping. You are just taking things like maybe it's but that's the thing to learn you do need to take your time to sit through like i I agree that it's great that tiktok and the internet makes it it makes it more universal that people can have access but again the way you're learning the information you're not taking it in in a way that's really breaking down like okay well what does this mean what's true here what is right like it's designed to be like this is the answer watch for 30 seconds the end send this video now to your friends oh my god yes I don't really think that's how we learn and take in mm. real information. Wow, knowledge. This is, this is yeah. really interesting. Yeah. So, so this was fun. Yeah. We covered a lot of things. Damn. Yeah. So wow. let's plug your stuff. So tell them where can they find your podcast? So, <laughs> so I have a podcast called Socialmente Hablando. Yes. It's literally just um, social topic related to what is happening or mm-hmm. any topic, psychology or philosophy or like political can be also. And it's in all platforms. Spotify is the more um, part, of, like where people used to go there and listen more. Um, yeah, and you can just find me by Vitali Lopez in social media, Instagram, 
Um, I don't use Twitter, so it's just Instagram. I post my art, my painting, and yeah, the thing that I'm working on. Thank you so much. Okay, and we hope we will have you again very soon. Yay. All right. Bye. Bye.